Welcome to this week's episode of Pour Another Round, where we're here to discover and share the stories behind the breweries filling up your glass. Today, we've got Matt Sampson from Hacienda Beer Company in Bailey's Harbor, Door County, Wisconsin. Hacienda Beer Company was actually born out of Door County Brewing Company after Door County built up a successful brand known for certain beers and beer styles, and they wanted to expand their beer folio. Hacienda likes to play with a variety of hops, and that's really how they let their beer creativity take over uh, through some of those different uh, normalcies that you'd see in beer, just playing with them in different ways. And as much as it still isn't even close to summer here in Wisconsin, Door County while it's beautiful all the time, is especially beautiful in the summer. We had this episode scheduled to be released leading into summer, so hopefully summer comes soon. <laughs> and you can listen to this episode, Thinking Warm Thoughts, and of course, Cold Beers. So grab yourself an actual cold beer and enjoy our conversation with Matt from Hacienda Beer Company in Bailey's Harbor, which is in Door County, Wisconsin. Cheers to our sponsors. A brewery and hotel in one? Sounds like my dream. Well, you're in luck. In Mineral Point, Wisconsin, you'll find just that. Commerce Street Brewery and Hotel is a historic 1800s landmark where you'll experience their European-style pub while imbibing on craft beer brewed right on site, craft cocktails, or wine. Then retire just up the stairs in one of five luxurious guest rooms complete with oversized whirlpool tubs and fireplaces. Well, now, if that isn't romantic. (laughs) Yes, it is. My wife and I recently stayed at Commerce Street Brewery and Hotel, and it was amazingly relaxing to take some strolls through the quaint town of Mineral Point and then just chill for the evening in the pub before heading upstairs to their comfortable beds. Was it more romantic drinking their beer or staying with your wife? I'm going to play the fifth. Fair enough. Uh, We also have a discount code for you, whether you want to stay with your significant other or drink their beer, uh, just for our listeners here. Head to CommerceStreetHotel.com, click Check Availability, and enter the promotional code BEERME, no spaces, for 10% off your next stay, and your first round of beers is on the house. I'm Cameron. And I'm Jonathan. We We like like beer. beer. We're a podcast by beer lovers, for beer lovers, and with beer creators. Some of our best stories start with beer. Now it's time to make beer the story. Each Hoppy Pour has been on an often unexpected journey to become the brews you love. So, pour another round and drink with us as we explore the stories behind your favorite beers and breweries. And if you like beer, like breweries, like some bad jokes and great puns, and like this podcast... Be sure to subscribe so you can learn about all of our upcoming breweries we have on tap. Today we're here at Hacienda Beer Company in Door County, Wisconsin, located inside uh, or within the same same uh, location as Door County Brewing Company. And we're here with Matt Sampson, and you're the Director of Brewing Operations. So uh, thanks for having us here today, Matt, and talking everything Hacienda. Yeah, thanks for uh, making the long trip up to Billy's Harbor. So tell us, what does the Director of Brewing Operations do here at uh, Hacienda Beer Company? Yeah, so um, I basically manage all production for both Hacienda and our, our other brewery, Door County Brewing, and that involves just managing kind of just the production schedule, all raw ingredients. Kind of, We have a pretty small brew team of just two guys and then a couple hourly employees that help us package beer, clean kegs, and whatnot. 
but yeah, I also manage all the branding side and marketing side of Hacienda. So it's definitely a multifaceted, it's not just... Uh, you wear a lot of hats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also have a chemistry background. So we have a small lab space that I, I get to do a little bit of some very kind of low-level science, I would say. There's a, lot of science. There's a lot of science in beer. Yeah. But yeah, just managing uh, all production, beer recipes, kind of the quality of the beer. With a small small brewery like this, you kind of have to do a lot of different aspects. Like we don't have a quality person or somebody just in charge of small batch beers or something like that. We, we kind of do all of it. Well, we'll get into the uh, the creativity of the beer, and we'll get into the creativity of the, the branding and, and all the cool stuff there. But before we do that, talk about your background and how did you get into the beer industry before you even got to Hacienda? Sure, yeah. So I went to grad school in San Diego, actually, for chemistry, like I mentioned, and got into craft beer pretty much out there. Uh, like West Coast IPA was huge in San Diego. Um, so it kind of spent the time... Uh, on the weekends and af- after all my lab work was done, to go go to uh, to nearby breweries out there. Um, got into home brewing out there. Some of my lab mates home brewed, um, and I kind of shadowed them, and then started brewing on my small balcony, kind of <laughs> couple couple, <laughs> couple blo- blocks from the beach, and it was probably not uh, an allowed activity to do so. But yeah, started brewing simple hoppy beers out there for the most part. Um, then I moved back to the Midwest. I, I originally grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Um, so I moved back there for a year and then continued home brewing. And my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, had been coming up to Door County for basically all of her life. And she wanted to move up here to start a small business, uh, open a she, had a... she had an online business at the time, and she wanted to open a physical location up here. So I said, sure, let's do it. Like, I was kind of over lab science at the time it was kind of get just it's kind of burnt out on it and said sure i uh, i can work remotely so i started working remotely just editing science papers which was absolutely terrible i'm sure you got burnt out even quicker <laughs> <Yeah>. on that <laughs> um, but it got me up here and allowed me to uh kind of keep having a steady income then i if we rewind to san diego i got into photography out there too so i i do all the photography for hacienda the owner or the uh, original founders of the brewery actually reached out to me because I was doing aerial drone photography and they, they had the seasonal Saison lineup and they wanted to feature those photographs of the area on those bottle labels. And this was um, maybe f- four or five months before Hacienda was started. They kind of pitched the whole Hacienda idea to me and I was like, I'm really into craft beer. I have a science background. I have kind of a photography kind of good eye for branding and marketing. So I kind of went home and thought about it, and I was like, I should just pitch them a job. <laughs> um, You're making it up as you go. They're making it up as yeah, they went. Yeah, <laughs> so I kind of pitched them like a branding marketing job and then maybe to help out in the brewery slowly over time. And, and luckily they were like, that sounds great. Like we, we might be able to make that work. So yeah, I started about two month, two or three months before Hacienda was launched and founded Hacienda in 2017. And we served our first beer in February, 2018. So I started about December of 2017 and yeah, kind of grew, started out mostly doing branding and marketing for the company slowly, like work, 
my way into every aspect of the brewing side of it. And yeah, during the pandemic, the original founders of the company actually actually left. The original brewing founder left the company as well. So I kind of took his place as director of brewing operations. Okay. And yeah, that's what we've been doing since. So, so you spent a lot of time in breweries out in San Diego. What were some of the uh, what were some of the influential ones that you hung out a, a lot? I, I've been to San Diego before and done the whole brewery tour. Yeah, and yeah. Some fantastic breweries out there. So yeah, I mean, love to know what you get, what you drink. Definitely, like, the first one was, like, Ballast Point and Sculpin. Like, before they got bought, that, like, those beers were really good. Um, Modern Times, it's a weird time for Modern Times right now, but (laughs) Modern Times and Society uh, opened, I think, like, my first year of grad school. um, And Modern Times was doing very progressive, not as, like, traditional West Coast styles, um, progressive branding, too. Um, society was doing very clean, high quality beer. Um, they still make like my favorite West coast IPA. Um, Ale Smith was a now huge brewery, but they, they were, they were making really good stuff. Um, what was the, what was the pizza one? Pizza Pizza port. Yeah. Pizza port was great. Yeah. Yeah. What classic West coast IPAs. Um, yeah, those are the, those are the big ones. Lost Abbey too, kind of north San Diego County. They they're doing more sours and mixed culture beer. Um, that's kind of what my first foray into that side of kind of beer making was. So Hacienda was was birthed out of Door County Brewing Company. Give us kind of the that reason for the development of the Hacienda brand and and why yeah. that came to be a thing. Yeah. So Door County when it's it it kind of was started as a very approachable brand and even more so as the first couple of years went on we had a core lineup um pretty approachable wisconsin brands you know craft beer became known for in wisconsin kind of and we had a small brewery at our old uh tap room and brewery down the street before we were in in this building now um and we were doing a lot of draft only beers and kind of just experimenting like crazy. Danny and Kyle, uh, the two brewers at the time were kind of experimenting like crazy and we're doing a lot of like hazy IPA before that was even a thing in Wisconsin. Um, weren't packaging any of it. It was just draft only, but they kind of felt like a lot and doing even some sours and mixed culture fermentation and barrels over there. Um, and they felt like, they didn't know how to kind of fit that into this big lineup that Door mm-hmm. County Brewing was known getting known for. Um, so they wanted just to kind of split split the two kind of the experimental beers and these traditional year round beers kind of off as as two separate brands just to give them kind of a, a different creative outlet to do you know whatever whatever they wanted. When the Hacienda brand was being developed and and launched. Did you did you guys expect it to really take off as much as it has? I mean, it 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 is its own beast now. Right, right, right. It's not just a you know a subset of Door County Brewing Company. You guys are your own identity. Yeah, I think we had we had an idea just because we were very kind of in tune with the market and like where beer was heading, and we saw sure. like breweries on the East Coast and what they were doing in West. We had experience on the West Coast. 
Um, and then we also were brewing these ba- uh, draft-only batches in-house, and kind of we, we saw that customers were digging them, so we knew they had an audience for those beers for sure. Well, uh, talking about the beers, we have a couple different beers in front of us right now, so let's let's pour our first round here and talk about the beers specifically. So I want to talk about a lot of them because you have very fun and creative names. I am currently drinking the Electric Flower Garden, which is a rye IPA. So why don't you talk about this particular beer and yeah. the whole the whole uh, thing about this one. Yeah, so that beer, um, we only brew it about once a year. Most of our, besides like a core handful, we definitely rotate through a lineup throughout the year, and some are right. only brewed once a year. Um, and that's one of them. We usually brew it in the spring or winter, and it's a hazy pale ale. has a good amount of oats and wheat. What differs from uh, most of our other recipes is, good portion of malted and flaked rye in there um, gives it a subtle spice and definitely adds some protein content and a mouthfeel to the beer too but then we pair it with some kind of non-traditional hops for this new style of a hazy ipa or hazy pale ale or ipa too and we have um, michigan chinook so chinook grown from from michigan um, sultana which is uh, very pineapple forward and kind of piney hop. And then uh, mosaic as well, which is a hop we really love. The Michigan grown Chinook also gives it kind of some pineapple character, but also that kind of dank Chinook character that you're used to in kind of an old school American hop. I always kind of describe it. It's, it's pretty resiny and, and bitter for like a hazy pale ale. So it's kind of like an old school, new school kind of pale yeah, ale. Yeah, when you there. think about hazy, hazy pale ale, you're kind of yeah. being a little juicier. Yeah, this is definitely, this is definitely not that. A, mi- a mixture of both of them. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say. Like, you know, it's, it's fantastic, but you're talking about Hacienda being spawned from this need to do something a little bit different than what Door County Brewing Company was getting known for. In and of itself, this beer isn't like crazy. Like there's, there's crazier beers out there. Yeah. So what was, what was Door County brewing company becoming known for that something like like this electric flower garden rye ipa needed to like have its own different brand yeah so door county just had kind of a staple lineup where we had a lager a whip beer some sort of ipa a session ipa and porter okay so it's like it's kind of that old school, you walk into a brew pub and they have kind of all the colors yeah mm-hmm. one of each we were trying to do that because we were trying to we, we started as a distribution brewery and we were sending beer throughout the whole state. So we wanted to focus on a just a core set of 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 beers. That's definitely like a more more intense flavor profile, I would say, than the most of Door County beers okay, with right, those right. for sure. So talk about the name Electric Flower Garden. Who <laughs> who, who came up with that one and what's the uh, what's the story behind that? Yeah, Electric Flower Garden, man. Most of our names, like we just have a running list on a on like a shared notepad yep. on our mm-hmm. phone, and by the time we get to use them, half of them we have no idea where they <laughs> came don't know from. Where they came from. <laughs> but I think that one was our old brewer Brendan. Uh, he's now at Central Waters Milwaukee Brewing. Yeah, nice. I think he came up with that. I have honestly no idea where it came <laughs> you know, from. After you drink enough beer, some of these names just start yeah, to sound yeah, good, and yeah. you write it down and. The next day, you're like, I have no idea why I wrote that down. But some let's of them with I it. know, and some of them are just lost <laughs> in time. 
So I am drinking the Talking with Dinosaurs, which the name obviously really caught my eye. I need and to apologize to my five-year-old son for not selecting I know. that one I first. yelled at Cameron. His son loves dinosaurs, <laughs> and he didn't even pick the dinosaur beer, but I did for him. Thank so. you. He, he likes you better right now. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, so Talking with Dinosaurs, it's a stout. Um, obviously, super good. I'm almost done with mine already. I noticed so. that. <laughs> uh, tell us about Talking with Dinosaurs. Yeah, so that's... That was just released this last weekend. Uh, new beer for so us. We've never brewed new and before. Fresh. Um, that has cacao nibs, uh, vanilla beans, and some sea salt. So we kind of, it's uh, slightly under 10, uh, 7%, sorry. Mm-hmm. We kind of wanted just to make one last stout. We, we brew stouts pretty seasonally, like, like most people drink them. Once summer hits in Door County especially, like people don't really want very many stouts so we wanted to get one in uh this spring before the summer season hits wanted it a little bit more sessionable than some of our other kind of pastry inspired stouts which are upwards of eight or nine percent um so this is under under seven um and yeah those are three three ingredients that uh, we've always wanted to pair in a beer and we haven't done so yet i think the salinity from the sea salt kind of keeps you coming back for another sip Mm -hmm. even though those other ingredients are kind of hints of sweetness um some subliminal messaging to keep the beer flowing (laughs) yeah there you go (laughs) uh the cacao nibs and the the base beer have enough bitterness to keep it balanced i think uh vanilla adds kind of that classic sweet um dessert type flavor in and there. you do yeah you do get that vanilla yeah. uh that smell and taste to it as well well yeah i think it turned out first first batch uh I, i'm really pleased with it for sure you said that you're rotating beers a lot is there anything with the hacienda brand that is always available or that you, that you whether it's here in the tap room or distribution yeah so we we do a couple pale ales and ipas mostly that definitely aren't always available but they are pretty rotated regularly. pretty regularly. The the only beer we really call a flagship, it's not really a flagship, but we brew it more than any other beer, is everything eventually. That's a citra pale ale. And then we do a double dry hop version of that beer, and we feature new hops that are different hop combos in that. But the base beers, everything eventually, is is one that you'll find um, most times if you if you see our beer out in distribution or... In here, we have we have one of them. We don't have the regular everything eventually, but, but right now we have the double dry hop uh, everything eventually featuring Strata. And uh, so. I hit the mic all the time, so you're fine. In the, in, <laughs> in the green, the green can on the second shelf over there. But um, yeah, that one. And then we do a few IPAs, uh, just as weird things, which is a hazy IPA with Citra Mosaic Eldorado, um, closer everywhere which is a Mosaic Cashmere and Michigan Chinook IPA. Those are definitely the most two most frequent uh, IPAs we brew. And then starting last year, we've started putting kind of another one in the rotation um, of more frequent rotation, uh, which is Cautiously Optimistic. And that's a hazy IPA with... Uh, we probably don't have any of those. Right I've been I've been yeah, watching I've been watching funny. the beer listen. Uh, <laughs> None of them are here right yeah, now, yeah. but come back this summer. Yeah, so, um, but the, but the cautiously optimistic is brewed with like a, these new thiol uh, amplifying yeast, which 
they've kind of bioengineered these hazy IPA yeast strains to take thiol precursors, which are very tropical fruit forward flavor compounds, and just free those bound compounds in that are naturally found in hops and malt. But that one has Strata, Mosaic, uh, Michigan Chinook, and I think that's it. But what you were just saying, you're letting your chemistry degree come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that. That's we don't do like the wildest beers. That's what, like back to your other question. Mm-hmm. Um, I still like to make beer that's very drinkable, and and you recognize it as beer yeah. rather than like a smoothie beer. Yeah, that's, you're not throwing that's a whole 50% bunch of weird things in fruit puree. Right. Um, we don't really do those beers. They're delicious, but. Um, we try to make beer that looks and resembles beer, but we kind of experiment on that process side with those different yeast strains or different dry hopping techniques, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Well, so I'd be remiss not to rewind here a second and ask about uh, who drank a lot of beer and thought that they were talking with dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. Talking with dinosaurs <laughs> is, yeah, that that beer, uh, one of our old employees always would make jokes and say after he would drink a beer he didn't like he would go out in the back parking lot and talk with dinosaurs and that just means throwing up in the back parking lot and we always thought that was funny but so it just means throwing up in the back that's a good one (laughs) but the the beer is good so so So, jonathan is not throwing i'm not planning to throw it in the back parking lot no it tastes good well you you kind of started talking or we started alluding to distribution and, and and what you guys are doing on that front, but tell us where the Hacienda beer, where your Hacienda beer is available. Yeah, so we have our taproom here in Bailey's Harbor, and then we have a separate taproom for Hacienda in Milwaukee. Um, it was just opened two years ago. Um, so what a time it. to open up a new place, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, it was, yeah, right before the pandemic. <laughs> Six months before that. Mm. So you can get beers direct in Milwaukee through our Hacienda Tap Room. And then we do do distribution mostly in state to Madison and Milwaukee, okay. a little bit in the Green Bay, Bay Appleton area. It's definitely kind of seasonally driven because in the summer, the Tap Room in Door County takes much more beer than right now. So we kind of have an influx of more distribution in the winter, less in the summer. Makes sense. But yeah. We also have a small amount of distribution in chicago we just actually sent a shipment to minneapolis this week for the first time so we're trying to do small drops to different cities as well but for the most part staying in state and the beers that are at the hacienda taproom in milwaukee is it is it same beers that are available in both places or are you doing kind of separate things yeah for the most part um it's the same beers they have 12 line tap lines of all only hacienda so here we split split the tap lines between door county and hacienda they have a a bigger variety but all the beer releases can releases every week or both both locations so the the name door county brewing company is uh, very obvious but where does the hacienda yeah name come from this is also a answer i don't have a great question for but um (laughs) the uh, original founders of door county brewing are from texas and they they obviously made a home in door county so they wanted to with hacienda kind of tie in some southwestern roots and something that meant like home Mm -hmm. um and so they they settled on hacienda to kind of do that um it's not the best answer but so does does hacienda like translate (laughs) 
to home? It's like or? a. It's like a. Uh, look that up. Real quick. <laughs> I was going to try to do that subtly, but since you called me out, it means it's in Spanish-speaking regions, a large estate or yeah, plantation like, with like, a dwelling house. It's okay. like a, an estate. Yeah. Casa would be the direct translation Casa. for house. Yeah, like right. from Spanish. That, that I remember. From Hacienda class. is gr- grander. Grander. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Love it. So. Talk about the your taproom locations and what you know the location here in Bailey's Harbor with Hacienda and Door County Brewing Company brands being here, and then your taproom in Milwaukee and kind of the differences between them and yeah. what people can experience here. Yeah, so here is definitely a very rustic feel. Um, this building was built new when they moved here, but they did a really good job of incorporating like barn wood it looks a like it's of, about 200 years right old, in exactly. a good way like in yeah. a cool rustic way so yeah. They, yeah they use a lot of reclaimed materials tons of different just kind of an outdoorsy vibe a little bit but definitely rustic and then we we do all brewing on site which which you can't really see necessarily but if you're in the summer we'll have the back garage door open and we have okay. a parking lot back there that you can see into the brewery we also do a lot of live music up here so we have a stage Right now we're doing And the live. stage asks you to please dance. Yes. yes. <laughs> Encourage. That's not, a, that's, that's not an ask. That's a demand. Please dance. <laughs> please dance. <laughs> um, but yeah, we get uh, live music in here every weekend, more so in the summer. But even throughout the winter, we have every week at least one show. Oh, cool. Uh, live music. So that gets people pretty excited and in here. And, in and talking season. about Hacienda meaning estate, like walking around the back here, like it is an estate because you have yeah. also an outdoor stage. Yep. You have yep. a food pavilion. You have that outbuilding has a fun name. Yeah. So yeah, we got an outdoor bar and then we have a cool ship room or cabin, kind of called a cool shed. But that's where we brew kind of spontaneously fermented beer for Hacienda. We've only put out one spontaneously fermented beer so far in bottles. Yeah, that's that's a cool cool uh, little project where we make some mixed fermentation beer that's fermented spontaneously with natural yeast and bacteria from. Just learned about that with Herbiary last night. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so then we we ferment that beer in oak barrels, and we actually have a we actually have the facility that we used to be in down the street still, and we do that um, all the oak barrel fermentation down there uh, to kind of keep it separate. But, uh, yeah, we also have a little food, little food shack, DCBC Eats that, uh, we just opened last summer, you know, have a little bit more food in the summer. Keep people around a little longer. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, your Milwaukee tap room is yeah. like what? Yeah. So it's definitely a way different feel than here. Um, uh, it's focused on Hacienda. So it's all the aesthetic is much more modern definitely just more clean and there's some cool just like funky branding around it there's wallpaper in the bathroom that's kind of has funky creatures on it (laughs) from from an artist that we use on our labels there's neon signs it's just a completely different vibe but yeah really they did a really good job with just the interior design of that place it's really beautiful and in each fitting their own neighborhood like Door County has this rustic feel in general, yep. so the, the taproom up here is good. And then you're on, you're on North Avenue in Milwaukee, right? Which yep. is kind of very a hip area, yep. so bringing in that that vibrant neon yeah, lights sure. and, and funky colors and whatnot. So yeah, yeah, matching matching where they are. Well, should we pour another round here of Hacienda beer and and talk about some more of yeah. of what's available here? Great. I think we should uh, I think we should go with the evolving perspectives, which is the West Coast IPA, which you are. 
I'm going to say famous for. So let's let's oh, uh, let's step up to that one. <laughs> it is. This is the only West Coast beer we brew at uh, Sandus. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, no, that's that's a great one. Don't go anywhere. Pour another round. We'll be right back after we pay our beer tab. Who doesn't love a good beer special? With Real Craft Pass, you can get two for one beers at nearly 150 Wisconsin breweries. That's buy one beer and pour another round for free. This is Wisconsin's biggest BOGO brewery booklet. And guess what? What's that? Pour Another Round listeners can get 10% off any Real Craft Pass booklet. Just use the code POURANOTHERROUND at realcraftpass.com. That's real with two E's like a fishing reel. Not only is there over $800 in savings at Wisconsin breweries, but craft passes are also available for other states like Michigan, Wyoming, Montana, and even New Hampshire. Just visit realcraftpass.com and at checkout, use the promo code pour another round. So what are you drinking over there? I'm drinking the, the beer I let you try, which is Strange Wave Strata. It's a food or fermented, uh, yeah, mixed cultures, kind of Saison, a little higher ABV than like a traditional Saison. And then we hopped it solely with, we, we, we do a series called Strange Waves and this is the third one in the series, but we hop it, hop it solely with a kind of a new school hop. And this is hopped with Strata, which that is also hopped with mostly Strata, the everything yep. eventually. Um, so it's hopped within the Whirlpool and then we dry hop it after food or fermentation uh, with Strata. So this is, this is basically your version of a sour? It's, it's, I wouldn't call it sour, but um, we do kind of mixed culture saisons that have bacteria in them that sour some of them depending on kind of our hopping rates um if we hop them like this one with a lot of hops um that bacteria is kind of tamed a little bit and doesn't sour as much so it's more funky than sour yeah Um, but some of them all the bottles in our cooler are those types of beers and some of them are much more sour but yeah yeah i think this one it smells funky. Yeah. It doesn't smell like a, a traditional sour. It's got a funk to it. Yeah. And it, it tastes there's a there's a hint of sour to it, but I would not consider it a traditional sour. Yeah, but yeah, sure. it's it's definitely a, a unique one and yeah. now I see where the, the playfulness of Hacienda comes in. <laughs> and what did you say the name of that one was? Strange Wave Strata. Strange Wave Strata. Yeah. And that's part of a series that you guys yeah. do. Okay. Cool. Um, so, so I'm drinking your everything eventually, which you've mentioned a couple different times. And it, this is a, a pale ale, double dry hop to citra, uh, citra and uh, and mostly strata, you said, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's that's the series, kind of a playoff of our flagships, everything eventually. Um, yep. And yeah, each each one has a different color label for the different hop. So we always pair the the hop that kind of we call it so that's double dry hopped everything eventually strata but we always pair it with citra which is in the original everything eventually so we dry hop it uh first with with citra and then a ton of strata uh in a second dry hop edition but yeah it's a it's a hazy pale ale so it has a good amount of uh, malted oats and then uh it's brewed with pilsner malt as a base and a little bit of dextrin malt just to give it uh some body and are there are 
are you guys using a lot of different hops or is there, do you like to work with Citra and Strata or um, yeah, we, trying different things? Yeah, we're tr- constantly trying new hops. That's, yeah. that's definitely one of the fun aspects of the Hacienda brand. We're co- constantly, you know, we see a hop supplier have a new hop or a description of a hop that sounds intriguing. We'll, we'll try to grab a little bit of it and try in a beer. Um, we're doing small enough batches that we can kind of do a one-off batch of whatever. This is a great just beer to kind of test all those hops in it too. So we'll grab a, a box of hops and throw it in everything eventually. And we kind of know the profile of everything eventually. So we get a really good understanding of what that hop tastes like yeah. alongside Citra. With being the, the the purpose of Hacienda was to be an experimental brand and, and try new and unique things, has there any has there ever been anything that that was just completely devastating or anything that just did not work that you want to share? Yeah, I mean we've we've dumped a couple of, only like a few batches, um, but they're not really we don't it, they weren't like devastating to because of we tried to throw weird ingredients in something okay. and it didn't work. It was just like a a fermentation error or some other weird fluke that, that okay. we had to dump nothing beer. that you tried that just yeah. like the flavors just didn't work together yeah i mean there's definitely some that have been not as good as others but yeah. not to the not to the point where it's like not drinkable or even enjoyable it's just yeah. like some are outstanding some are good yep but yeah nothing that we've we've dumped just because it's been crazy weird <laughs> okay yeah. well that's good it's, yeah. it's it's never fun to dump beer but what's uh what's the size of your brewery back there is this like a magnificent scale or do you do you have like you, you keep saying this is like an experimental or like trying trying different things and uh you're you're a little bit hacienda is a little bit smaller than the door county production so what's what's the hacienda brewing capacity back there yeah so we we're on a 15 barrel brew house so it's it's not tiny by any means but it's it's kind of in a medium area. Mm-hmm. We only brew about 1,200 barrels a year. Um, Door County does um, like three times that much. So it's not not crazy smaller. But, um, yeah, the 15-barrel brew house is a, is a good size to let us experiment, still keep both tap rooms fully stocked, right. and in the winter distribute a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's let's jump to my uh, my actual second round here. Evolving Perspectives, which is your West Coast IPA, you fell and in love your with only West yeah, Coast. Yeah, you fell you said, in love right? with beer on the West Coast. Why is this your only West Coast IPA? Yeah, it's like uh, West Coast IPA isn't that sexy these days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like a it's kind of a our take, I would say, Hacienda's take on a West Coast IPA. So we want it not as bitter and mm-hmm. not as um, kind of intense as those classic examples of West Coast IPA. Yeah, those um, some of those West Coasts were trying to out hop each other. Yeah, the highest IBUs you can get to, and this is definitely it's got that dankness to it, but it's not. Yeah, yeah for sure, a punch in the mouth. Yep, it's unfiltered too, so it's not like super clear like those classic examples. It's it's brewed with the same yeast that we use our hazy IPAs with. Um. But yeah, it's it's definitely got some new school hops and some classic hops. So it's got um, Nelson Sauvin, which is a New Zealand hop that gives it a lot of tropical fruit character. Um, it has citra in it. 
it has um, Chinook, and it has Centennial, I think it has in it. So it has some classics and some some new school ops to kind of give that kind of a new school, old school vibe, kind of like that uh, Electric Flower Garden had, um, but kind of a more approachable version of a West Coast IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So with with Hacienda being you know trying different things and and trying to try unique flavors and being a little bit more experimental, anything that uh that you guys are are talking about trying or wanting to do that you're excited about that you want to share with us yeah so i mean back to kind of the mixed culture fermentation side of things um that that gets us constantly excited we we're doing uh in the cool ship room we're doing a batch uh in there on thursday um we're kind of transitioning most of our so we can pitch um, yeast and bacteria into those beers uh, from that we buy from a lab, like other um, clean strains of of beer. Uh, but we really like the profile of these spontaneous ferments um, with the native yeast, and so that they're c- completely br- uh, fermented with whatever settles in that beer overnight. So we we just learned about this, uh, Jonathan and I, but. Talk, talk a little bit more in detail about yeah. what is what is actually the difference between spontaneous fermentation and actually pitching yeah. store-bought yeast, if you will. Yeah, so in those spontaneous ferments, we will knock out a, a batch from our brew house directly into a cool ship, which is just a shallow vessel um, that's used to cool wort overnight, basically. Um, and they've been traditionally used in Belgium and even Germany for lager brewing. Um, before they had heat exchangers, uh, they would pump the wort in there, and it's shallow so the beer cools. Um, and in Belgium, goose and lambic is spontaneously fermented, so they, they pump it into a cool ship, and then they let the uh, nighttime air and cold air uh, flow over the beer. So it's an, it's an open top yes, situation. exactly, yep. And then... Um, any native yeast or bacteria or whatever else is in the air settles into that wort as it cools overnight. Um, and then you, we pump that into oak barrels and just wait and they start fermenting. So does that, that obviously takes a step of control out of the situation. So how do you know what the end product will be? Or is that part of the fun where like whatever happens, happens? That's part of the fun. Um, and those beers take one to three years to ferment in barrels. Wow. So it's a very long process. That's a patient process. Yeah. And you just taste them. Mm-hmm. Like some, for whatever reason, of the same batch in the same barrel don't taste great. Mm-hmm. So you have to dump them. That's just part of the process. But a good amount of them end up tasting really good. They, they sour and get a nice funk to them. Uh and then we blend blend select barrels together. Um, they pair ro- really well with fruit. So we have a, a cherry, local cherry version and a local peach version coming out this summer that are in bottles. They're just conditioning. Um, but yeah, like in, in most beer, you would buy a pitch of yeast from a lab that comes in a, a bag or a, a little container and you would physically dump that in the beer after you cool it through a heat exchanger into a fermenter 
Uh, so it makes very reproducible uh, beer, which is great. But uh, it's kind of romantic <laughs> and kind of uh, fun to see what, what you have in the natural area around you. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you control that environment at all? Or is that just what, like, it's in a room. But, yeah, it's just but for a, the most part, the door was open. and Yeah, so we open up the windows overnight and we, we plant it. It's, it's historically brewed in the shoulder season, so spring and fall, when the nighttime temperatures are like they are right now, um, like high 20s, low 30s, low 30s are ideal. Um, and that's just mostly to get the wort cooled in 12 hours to what, what you would like for fermentation, like 70 degrees. Um, but it's also... In the summer, you kind of have some bad bacteria in the air just because it's so warm. A lot of bad bacteria grows more when it's warm uh, in, in warmer conditions. So the thought is to encourage yeast, good yeast and bacteria to settle into the beer. So uh, obviously, Door County has a huge tourism draw. So you get a lot of people that walk in your tap room from all over the place. Door County Brewing Company, as you've mentioned, has their standard lineup of the, the every color of the rainbow, the traditional beers, if you will. Hacienda has a rotating selection. They're always offering something different. Do you see visitors kind of swaying one way or another? Or as beer drinkers have become pop culture, everyone's up for trying everything? Yeah, there's definitely... You know, with the tourists in the summer, you definitely get a lot of people that just come in here looking for the closest thing to Bud Light. You know, <laughs> that, that that happens all the time, and we have a we have beers for them. Um, but for the most <laughs> part, most part, people are pretty adventurous and they're willing to. Maybe they'll start with a Door County beer, and then they're kind of looking for either to try something new or try something they've never had before. Um, so we definitely get a mix of people. And now now craft beer is so mainstream. Right. It's like most of those people have experienced craft beer in their own, mm-hmm. own towns, and they, they're looking for that when they come in here. Do you have our flights here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely do a lot of that in the I summer. I would imagine. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, and, and you mentioned craft beer kind of becoming more mainstream and – just our society, I think, is getting more. I don't know if cultured is the right way, but but they're. You can give them the benefit of the doubt. Cultured yeah, works. Cultured. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that works. That they're you know if they're going to walk into a if they're visiting a destination and they're walking into a brewery, they're they kind of know what to expect as far as different the the, the unique options. Every brewery has kind of put their their foot forward on doing something that's unique for them and not you know having the a full lineup of Bud Light, Miller Light type beers sure, that, sure. that, you know, people have a little bit more of an understanding nowadays of what they're going to expect coming into the brewery. And, and you said that with the, the Door County brewing side, you, you know, you guys have a good relationship in that you have the, the more traditional beers. If that's what, you know, if, if I'm here with my dad who 
drinks old Milwaukee light yeah. solely <laughs> that he's got, he's got beers that, that he might, might, might be willing to try. Would you culture your father, Jonathan? I'm working on it. I'm really trying. <laughs> <laughs> he did apparently enjoy the beer that we brewed with Mobcraft there you uh, go. in Milwaukee. So nice, nice. that was like very adventurous. <laughs> it was a chocolate stout. So, oh wow. That's a big change from Milwaukee. Yeah. He, he said it wasn't bad. That's, I'll take that as a compliment. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so talking about the, you know, people, people walking here wanting a Bud Light, uh, the, I'm looking at the Hacienda beer lineup uh, to go over here and, and you have the, this is not a sandwich Pilsner, which I would imagine would be kind of that, that intro from a macro lager to, to whatever would be a, a Pilsner. Yep. So let's, let's get deep here and talk, talk a philosophical question here. Is a hot dog a sandwich? That's oh, what the geez. name is based I off I knew of. it would be. <laughs> so where do you stand on this argument here? Um... <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think so. I absolutely do not think so. No. Because you eat your sandwich with horizontal bread. A bun is vertical bread. Yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. That's the difference. I, once I, once I thought I tr- you thought a hot dog was a sandwich. Once I thought not. we disagreed on this, but apparently we once agree, I, So Once I start trying to explain it, I... You're like, damn it, I'm it is like, a sandwich. I'm like, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. I, it just doesn't seem right I to agree. me. I don't, I, I'm on that, that side, too. I don't think it's a sandwich. Definitely but. not. But, yeah, we do we do <laughs> brew some of those kind of more classic-esque styles on the Hacienda side. Um, kind of our staple lager on Door County is Leak Night. It's like a, yep. it's a corn rice lager. Um, so that's that's a beer we we. Sh- shove those people to league night to start. like bar league sports where you only drink bud light yeah yeah that's, um, that's good Rice and this lager. is not a sandwich it has a there's a certain a couple techniques we do kind of to make it stand out we we dry hop it with uh check saws hops uh during fermentation so it kind of we we actually call it an italian style pilsner which is a kind of a hot style in, in the last few years but um, it's just kind of a more rounded Pilsner, German style Pilsner that's um, dry hopped with noble hops. Um, so that's kind of our take on that style. Um, but yeah, we do we do all over the board stuff at Hacienda <laughs> because I don't know we have interests. I like drinking lager a lot, so sometimes my interests. You can. Are, that's the reason Hacienda yeah. was created to just do whatever the hell yeah, you want. Exactly. <laughs> The other beer name that I'm curious about is Stop, Don't Come Back. I've been reading that one many times. <laughs> yeah. Where where does Stop, Don't Come Back come from? Uh, so this is a bad breakup? No. Oh. Willy, Stop. Willy Stop. Wonka. Oh, that's good. Okay. So he's getting yeah. zapped through like, uh, what's it called? Like television or uh, yeah. yeah, the Wonka Vision. Wonka Vision. Wonka Vision. No, Stop, Don't Come Back. And he's like, yeah, he's like, Stop, Don't. Come back. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> got it. So yeah, the label has it's the pink label on the it's got like an arm coming out of a TV. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good. But uh so yeah, it makes more Mo- sense when you see the label. Milwaukee yeah. artist did that to that one, so that's pretty cool. Uh, one of my favorite things about going to different breweries and, and sitting in tap rooms drinking beer is the art that is displayed throughout tap rooms. So yeah. I'm curious about you have three old truck doors above the the bar where you order your your beers and they are uh they have hacienda written on them door county truck doors is there like a correlation or is this just art talk about the the hacienda doors up there when we 
when we started Door County Brewing in the old tap room, which is, is just two blocks down the road, we had truck doors that had Door County Brewing. And the logo, the logo of Door County Brewing is an old pallet truck. truck. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and when they opened this place, they hadn't announced Hacienda yet. Okay. So they had the brewing space ready for Hacienda, but they opened six to eight months before they announced the Hacienda project. But they had those up there the whole time. With Hacienda yeah. on it. Oh. Yeah. So they kind of... It's like a subtle teaser a, that no yeah. one knew what they meant. But they wanted to kind of, yeah, do the truck door thing for, for Hacienda. Like but it. yeah, the Door County logo has the truck door, or it has the truck. Um, and then we had the old truck doors in the old tap room as well. Mm-hmm. I got one more art question here. Uh, as you're facing the bar to order on the top right uh, on that... Uh, uh, that metal there's a there's a word for that metal corrugated, corrugated metal. metal there you go yep. uh you have hacienda with a southwestern ish style looking artist rendition of a bird is that the official hacienda logo or what's the it's, what's the story with it's that it's not it's not the official hacienda logo is this armadillo with antlers uh yeah it's on the Just can on the can uh also what <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Texas. Yes. It's just uh, a. It's just a. <laughs> the wild, wild west. <laughs> yeah. We we had a we have a bunch of characters like that. We have uh, owl and uh, something else, and then we have this bird. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like a weird creature. We have these weird creatures that represent the brand. Um, this artist uh, is Toller Wolf, and he does he does all of our bottle art. Um, but he also did, yeah, our logo as well. So do you do you use a, a variety of local artists, or how how do you find your, your yeah? Creatives? So so that's that's another big part of kind of the Hacienda brand, and, and another big part of why they started, which I shouldn't have, I should have mentioned before, is the Door County brand is is designed by a local artist, by one artist, and they they kind of uh, got had friends that were artists and thought their art was cool and they were like man i want to feature your art on a beer beer label and so that definitely was another reason they wanted to spawn off hacienda just to feature cool art feature cool different flavor combinations um so we used artists from all over the state all over the country international artists but we yeah each label we have some mainstay artists, but each label is designed by a different artist for the most part. Um, yeah, we just I, we find somebody on Instagram we like and yeah, reach out to them. Reach out to them and see if Sli- they want to do slide it. into their DMs. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Please tell me you have an armadillo costume like in Friends. <laughs> we do not. We the do holiday not. armadillo. The holiday we armadillo. We need that. Would be great. Yeah, some breweries have like you know. Bring your kids to the brewery and have Santa Claus, and then you could dress up like <laughs> a holiday, holiday armadillo. armadillo. Yeah. <laughs> we actually do the Santa Claus thing, but we should change it to the Absolutely. armadillo. <laughs> <laughs> Misbranding opportunity there. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Just gotta find somebody that'll go in that armadillo costume. Well, you wear you wear many hats, so it looks like it defaults <laughs> yeah, it looks to you. Like, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of got a Ross Ross Geller vibe going on. There, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> Well, the the last question that we always ask people, and uh, you haven't alluded to anything here, so if you're not drinking Hacienda beer, how do you just kind of step back from work and enjoy yourself? Or, or, or will we find you drinking beer, booze, wine, other? Yeah, um, 
I don't drink that much of my beer, honestly, outside of work. Uh, but I do. I mean, I, I love trying other beers. Um, mm-hmm. we have, I have a lot of friends in the beer industry. Uh, Brendan, who I mentioned, uh, is our old head brewer. He's at Central Waters, Milwaukee. Um, Kyle was our found, one of our founding brewers for Hacienda, and he Young he's, Blood, right? he started Young Blood. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Connection. So I love drinking nice. their their beers a lot. Um, also, have you and Kyle have very uh, parallels with the most creative beer names I've ever oh, yeah. had. His, so his beer names are on another level. Well, you you have Hacienda in Milwaukee, which uh, one of my favorite beer names I've ever heard was from Young Blood, and it was West Ellis Timeshare. Oh yeah, and yeah. that's just. I don't even know. That's just awfully perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kyle and Brendan just brewed a beer together and they called it, I want to talk to Samson, which is my last name. Oh. They didn't even tell me about it until they released it. That's awesome. But, but yeah, uh, we, we did a young blood episode previously and we were talking, um, about, um, his love for Saison's yeah. and wanting to make young blood well known for Saison's and, we uh, suggested a peanut butter saison. Well, Billy's oh. been Billy's been pushing Billy, for a peanut Billy's, butter saison. Billy, so you could, Billy's on board with uh, a peanut butter saison. And yeah, you should you should brew a peanut uh, butter saison because Hacienda is <laughs> super funky. So. I don't know if that is going to fly with my palate. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Peanut well, butter and saison. We, yeah, we can at least tell Billy we tried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kyle, other, Kyle was not on board. No, <laughs> I don't know. It must be a brewer thing. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, I know they're they're starting to do a lot of that oak oak aged beer in their in their tap room because they have the production facility now. So it's gonna be they're gonna do similar stuff to what we do down the street with the that Strange Waves beer. Um, but yeah, other than beer, I like drinking wine a lot. I love natural wine. Um, we have a I have a natural wine subscription from Brock Cellars, which is in Berkeley, California, but natural Uh, wine go on yeah so that's like spontaneously spontaneous fermentation on the wine side so that's minimal intervention uh take grapes and just let them ferment with whatever yeast and bacteria is on the skin does it end up sweeter sour like some of them i'm more of a i'm more of like a uh cabernet drinker yeah, like yeah. close or is it is well, it like funky you could do any kind of grape with it so you could do crab cabernet grapes that okay. you just don't pitch any yeast into and let them ferment with whatever's grown on the skin and usually you would need to have like either organic grapes or very minimally intervention growing mm-hmm. techniques so you don't kill any of that natural yeast or bacteria right. that's on the skin um but yeah some of it's funky like that beer um some of it ha- has more acid than you would traditionally find in wine, but it's it's really tasty and really drinkable. Um, kind of just different fermentation profiles that are interesting to explore. But yeah, I like cocktails too. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> a little like, bit of everything. Like Not discrimination. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to give one more uh, shout out to the Strange Waves beer. I have been originally i never liked sours every time i would get a flight i would put a sour in there just to try to like it and it took a long long time probably over the last like two years i have been super into sours but often now they're like fruity sours which i think is taking away from the sourness so sure while the strange waves is not a sour it kind of goes back to the originality of what that i don't know almost like dank 
original sours were. So I I yeah. I love this. Sweet. It might not be a traditional sour, <laughs> but it's got that similarities to it. So I'm I'm a big fan of this one. Yeah, it's kind of just a more classic saison that has more funk and mm-hmm. a tad of acidity to it. Yeah, so I, maybe it's that funkiness that I like yeah. more than the sourness. So well done on that. I'm I'm a big fan. Sweet. Well, Matt, thanks so much for having us here at Hacienda Beer Company in um, Bailey's Harbor, uh, which is in Door County, Wisconsin, and talking to us all about your beers and um, the you know how Hacienda got the start kind of birthing out of Door County Brewing Company. And so for all of our listeners, definitely come to Bailey's Harbor in Door County. Stop by the, you get two breweries in one, Hacienda Beer Company and Door County Brewing Company, or head to the Hacienda uh, Tap Room in Milwaukee. And when you're here, tell your beer tenders you heard heard Matt and, uh, and pour another round and pour another round for us while you're here. Yeah. No, thanks for coming up here. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Thanks, really appreciate Matt. it. Thanks, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, uh, I have a confession. That was the first time I said your name. You're the fifth brewery we've talked, or fifth podcast we've we've talked to in the last thirty six hours, hours twenty four hours, yeah. and I have butchered everyone's name up until this <laughs> point. Except for Matt, because I never said his name. Just don't say it. Just don't say it. I usually like try and say people's name, and then I heard you finally. I almost said Matt one time. Like shit, I don't know if this is Matt we're talking to right now. <laughs> and then Jonathan finally says Matt. I was like, I knew it. So well done. Nice, nice. It's good to talk to you, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of Pour Another Round. Be sure to follow us on your favorite social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Pour Another Round. We'll be sharing news and information from breweries who are friends of the show. You can also find out what we're drinking and hear about upcoming featured breweries as well. Until next time, be sure to pour yourself another round. <laughs>